This is WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM and WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Welcome to Art on the Air. Excellent. This program is an hour-long interview show dedicated to the visual arts in Savannah and the surrounding area. Each episode features guests in conversation about their philosophy, practice, and current projects, as well as commentary on the state of the visual arts in our community. This is how you do it, kids. Now here's your hosts, David Laughlin and Rob Hessler. Hey, David. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Art on the Air. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock. Yeah, we're good. WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Very nice, David Laughlin. Happy to see you here today on this Wednesday. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you as well, and uh, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, we've got such a good episode lined up, too. I've been excited about this for so long. We've got live in studio, we've got Becca Cook. Hello. Very happy to have her on. We we did a field note with Becca, for those of you who are our loyal listeners out there, we did a field note with Becca about her 1500 Hearts for the ACLU project. A couple of months ago, and David and I were really blown away by Becca's work, and we really, even then, we wanted to have oh, you yeah. come in, Becca. I, so I, we knew then that there was not enough time at that time for that field note to encompass every encompass everything we wanted to talk well, to her about, especially because you do. So I'm going to yeah. just you're just going to jump in here right now, especially since hi Becca, hi, <laughs> <laughs> especially since you do so many, you have done so many great works, yeah. And uh, as I said, uh, spearheaded some great movements with Thank this work you. too. It's that makes it sound way more than I forget. I forget how much art I make. That's, I don't think about that's it. That's just the way it is, though, it isn't is. it? When you're being creative, and that's the best way. When you're done, let's move on. Let's do something it's else. So you've probably got yeah. so many things in your head going on at the same time. A I little do. Kind of like David. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So many things going on in There's his head at the same time. There's medication for that sometimes. <laughs> <There is. laughs> I don't, I don't like told. taking it. Yeah, I've been told too. So. <laughs> uh, and we are going to have a nice long conversation with Becca. And before we do that, though, we're going to air a field note that I grabbed with Clay Hodges and a couple of his co-collaborators for his project, Mary's Lamb. It's He's a musician, but he got some artists to work together with on this project. So it's sort of an art, music, performance art. It's a. It's with uh, vi- another visual artist, Tiffany Skyers. I'm reading this here, and uh, and photographer and Emerald Argelis mm-hmm. to to Argelis to create the story of Mary had a little lamb through yeah. photos, paintings, <laughs> and he'll tell you all about. There's that, some mystery there, though, and you'll hear it in the okay. interview because honestly, he didn't give a ton of information. Well, but not in a bad way. It's. He wants the big reveal to be this Saturday at the event. So we'll give you all the details on the event, but let's go ahead and play this. Does he tell where the event is? Yeah, he does. And we'll tell more about that as well. So let's go ahead and play this interview with Clay Hodges, and we'll be right back, and we'll see if you find it as mysterious as we do. 
Art on the Air Field Notes here, and we're going to be talking with Clay Hodges and some of his co-collaborators on his Mary's Lamb project. Let's quickly introduce everybody that's here at the table. Clay Hodges, appreciate you for having us too, Rob. Hi, I'm Tiffany Skyers. I'm a graphic designer and painter. Hi, I'm Emerald Arguelles, and I'm a photographer. I'm Juicy Root Jazz, and I make herbal teas and cater events. Mm-hmm. All right, so Clay, give the people out there the information on what is this all about? All right, so so I'm gearing up to release my debut album, and I wanted to do something special. I wanted to have a public listening party, and I wanted to I wanted to tell the story visually as well. You know, of course I could do music videos, but I have friends who are dope artists, so I figured it'd be a great way to get them involved. You know, put our talents together to create something really special. And boy, did we? Boy, did we? <laughs> well, let's talk about that. A lot of our listeners might know of your music. They certainly, you've been around town for a couple of years now, and you've been establishing yourself. What people might not be as aware of is sort of your role in art. Let's talk about the project and how it became a marriage of music and art. Like, I've always wanted to have the marriage between arts and music, and I've talked to Tiffany about this a while, and me and her have been working for a couple of a couple of my last events, and we have conversations about how to mesh the two together well, and, like, one of the problems I find when I have a concert, people will be paying more so attention to, you know, the music and everything. She'll get it themselves, but, you know, it wasn't more so, the art wasn't a, a big focal point, and I wanted the art to be just as important as the music, so I figured this was like the best way of us like trial and error trying to figure out the best way to have that marriage and i think this would be like the best way so this is essentially just like the end product of a lot of i don't want to say failures but a lot of us trying different things to to make this marriage work the work that you put together for this collaborative project were you listening to clay's music how much was there a connection there or was it here's the concept do what you do it was kind of a mixture of both. First, we had a meeting where we listened to all the music. Play made a storyboard, and we went from that storyboard and kind of created our own story, you know, to give the best visual representation of what vision he had. And I think he was, like, very clear about what it was that he wanted, but he also allowed us to kind of do whatever we wanted and take our own experiences and our own interests and interpretations and to make, like, a story that's told in, like, three different ways so it can relate to everybody. Plus, he knew your work beforehand, so he's coming to you knowing what to expect and knowing that it would mesh well. So let's talk about the albums and what the concept about this is, because I've I've been following this on social media a little bit, and it's totally a mystery to me. So why don't you tell us what's going on with the with the concept of the album, and then let's get into the art. Conceptually, it's a secret. <laughs> you have to come to the event. If you come to the listening party, you'll hear some of the music and you'll see some of the art. And I explain it because um, I'm actually going to do a conversation piece where, you know, I interact with, you know, the guests who come and we'll have a discussion about what inspired the work and what they were inspired by or what they t- took from it. So you have to come. You have to come to the event and I'll tell you. But let me ask you something. So there's a, a particularly striking image that you've been using in the promo of you with this mask on. Can you tell us anything about that? All right. I'll tell you which is going to be a hint for the album, but it's just not too much of a hint. But So first and foremost, it was Emerald's idea. 
so like you know like you know like Emerald said like I, I give them free range to do that thing which is beautiful because their ideas inspire me and like it's weirdly how like divinely everything's been working together because their ideas are like perfectly aligned to this the concept of this project so Emerald had this idea like hey why don't you put on the mask you know I've done it before it represents like not having an identity and I was like oh that's perfect let's do it so she hooked up the mask and we had the photo shoot and like one of the pictures turned out like extremely dope so we've been sharing that one all over the place so I made the mask out of like two wig caps and like tiny little clothespins and safety pins I like dark things but I like the case of like taking away the identity of someone because then it's other characteristics that will show and I think a lot of times people get caught up in trying to be like the best person that they can be and like being this like this great human being when in actuality I want to say like it doesn't matter so that's really what I just wanted to represent in the photos. And how does the graphic design component come into this? Where does your work enter into this here Tiffany? It's actually ironic because before the project even started I was working on his album cover and from the cover it kind of developed into this big project and then the project took off and then I started doing the paintings as well so as a graphic designer it's kind of coming up with the promotional ideas more than anything else everything's a mystery still we've got questions about identity with this mask piece you've only given us a little bit of music so far to kind of just draw us into the album and what it might be but a lot of people probably know your work and there's generally i would say kind of an upbeat community oriented feel about your your work this event of course is a community event you're bringing in a lot of different people to work with on this particular project what can people expect at the event itself they can expect to have a good time first and foremost <laughs> and i do want to say the juicy root they're going to decorate everything because i suck at decorating it good lord so you know the aesthetic is going to be dope the art is going to be dope and i think people are going to enjoy the music as well but I, I i know what you're trying to get at so i'll give you a little piece of something what you can expect as far as like listening to the music it's it's going to be a lot darker than what people are used to because I, i'm revealing myself like more so than i've ever done like usually I talk about, you know, the light, the good this good stuff that I want people to know, my great ideas, but I want I want to talk about like the ideas that I have a dark, the ideas that I have to check myself on. I think it's gonna be a lot more real and more relatable. Well I'm looking forward to that. So what can we expect as far as the decoration and stuff like that goes? To be honest, Clay wants everything to be kind of like quiet and a surprise for everyone, but it's just what I do is stimulate people from the herbal tea to visual items so I do creative directing so you're gonna get his full personality more maybe a part of his personality people aren't used to like you said the darker side I'm just gonna try to convey that to you and relate that to the darker side of everyone else so it'll be fun and the tea will be stimulating I want to dive a little bit into something else here related to the project one of the things that's kind of intrigued me about this project was a recent video that you posted up that was kind of a teaser as to what is happening with the album how did that all come about and what role do you think video plays in helping to tell the story of what you've got going on with this project video is important man everything is going to digital and like as far as my research and what i've seen it's like music videos and visuals are like that's the future it's right now really but um as far as that video go, it happened so organically. We were just sitting in a meeting like, hey, we need to have a promo video, what are we gonna do? Just restoring ideas out there, shooting stuff, and then like, I don't, I'm not, I don't even remember how it came about, but it just came about like we were gonna 
have that idea with you know the seven of us sitting there and displaying certain characteristics and it was going to pan from one side to the other and that's 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 how it came out man the video is dope you guys should really check it out yeah well i mean it's really surreal the video to me is really surreal like i see it and it feels like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes again it's kind of just drawing i think the viewer in but i gotta tell you man you're putting yourself in a position now where it's like there's a lot of build-up what is going on? Nobody knows what's happening. It's not like we're hearing a single and we're like, come and hear the rest of the album. It's more like, trust me, there's gonna be this thing. I don't know, what goes into a decision like that? Because it's it's a little different. It's a little bit of a different approach and than a lot of what people do, where you're kind of like trying to draw people in with the product. This is almost like drawing people in with the lack of the product, really. Yeah. I know, right? This is like something completely new that I'm trying because I want it usually when people put out an album like they put out a single to get people excited and what I've noticed is people will get so excited about the single that they'll forget the album and they might not even purchase the album because they just like that one song I want to do something different and try to actually promote the album as a whole so that's the approach that I'm taking why I haven't released anything and giving people anything I just want you to come experience this whole project as a whole and like that's why I linked up with these artists because I wanted I wanted to make Make it something special i want to make it an experience and that's what it is all right well why don't you give us all the details about the event yeah so the event is going to be at the stables man which is a dope spot the dope spot the stables which is um located seven rathborn drive and it's going to be from 7 to 11 p.m 7 p.m to 11 p.m and to get tickets on eventbrite you can go on the facebook page it's a link right there I'm looking forward to people experiencing this. I know I'm building up a hype, and I, I believe that I'm going to deliver. This is Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. That was our interview with Clay Hodges and his co-collaborators about the Mary's Lamb Project. So, what do you think? Clay Hodges, I was going to say et al. You had et like, al, yes. And four, pe- and four people you were talking with. Uh, great feat. I want to give you recommendation, uh, props for that, just for doing that. Well, so, I mean, I, I, it's always a pleasure to talk with Clay. I think he's got such great energy, such an interesting, I don't know. He's just very, vibe. yeah, he's got a great vibe. And I think that he's doing, he's really trying to push something right now. Well, it sounds really great. I mean, it sounds like a great, pro- the, they re- it's it, one of those projects that all comes together with the right people at the right time. So we'll see. Well, and, he said he hadn't released anything to the public yet, but he gave me a little clip. So we're going to play this little clip. It's less than a minute long, and I don't know if it's going to answer any more questions than it asks but you do have it queued up right you don't I have, have it, queued it up. not with burn baby burn you nothing no like no that? no nothing it's like all queued up okay. so let's go ahead and listen to that and hopefully this will get you interested in the project burn ba- oh sorry Why'd you lie to me? I'm the 
just trying to find a peace of mind and a peace of shine when it's dark out. So. Is that all we can do license-wise? That's all we have. No, that's all he gave me. <laughs> oh, it is a real tease. But is that not... I mean, I'm like very intrigued now. No, he got me on the, he got me on the first vocal. Yeah, there, so he's least. down at... That's going to be this Saturday starting at 7 p.m., going till 11, listening party down at the Stables, the old Haza location. So Yay, for those of you who know Haza Gallery, that's where that is. That's at 7 Rathborn Drive. If you go down Louisville Road. Yep, go down Louisville go Road. past the trolley. Uh, you'll see the trolleys, and they're past there. So I would suggest, you Easy know, to go, to, go to Savannah Art Walk. Ends at 6. Go grab some dinner. Head right on over. It's a perfect day right there. Great plan. It's There's great other plan. things to do that day, and we'll cover all those we'll, we in the will. community calendar later. Thank you so much to Clay Hodges for but, coming on and giving me that little clip, because yeah, that was cool. that was really great. So let's get to our in-studio guest here, Becca Cook. We we kind of introduced her at the beginning here, but I'm going to read a, well, a bio that I put together from your bio <laughs> on your website. It's beccacookart.com. So here's what I've got. Georgia-based Becca Here's Cook. Here's what we have so far. It's going to be perfect. Georgia-based Georgia based Becca Cook is a multimedia artist who finds inspiration in the dark recesses of her mind, in the light behind her eyes, and in the shadowy weirdness and in-betweens of our everyday. Using a wide variety of media and techniques, her compulsion to create has led her to explore challenging and thoughtful subject matter. Her aerial series of acrylic paintings are haunting yet oddly familiar dreamscapes. Likewise, there's something subconsciously cosmic about Cook's Planet series, with scratchy and unplayed LP records painted like distant galaxies, like vast, cloudy oceans, and close-up clusters of nerve endings. Rebecca Cook's fiber work shows the same boundless creativity and fearlessness, most notably in her Freeform Fibers and Unwanted Hands series. She's frequently used her fiber art to make statements, as in her 2015 performance installation piece titled Chains, where she created, live on Closed Circuit TV, 2.2 million crochet chain stitches, one for every person currently incarcerated in the United States. Art, says Becca Cook, is a compulsion. I don't know how not to create. I've never had an artist block or anything like that. Every waking moment, my brain is churning out creativity. I don't know how to sit still. Welcome, Becca Cook, to hey, Art on the Air. I'm yes, still and please right now. have a seat. I was going to say <laughs> she's all over the place. I would like to say thanks to Bildi Young who wrote some of that. Yes, yes some right. Pieces of that bio. Very I, well written. Very, yeah. I, I, I love. Oh, the thank way you, that David. Oh, oh, you weren't talking about me. Written. <laughs> it was well read. We see right. the red light of Wayne as he walks in through the Everything's door. Everything's good? Okay. So, right. Becca, we've got a lot that we want to talk to you about. We're going to talk about a lot of these specific projects. But one thing that I didn't learn about you when I was researching you is how did you kind of get involved in art? Because you're doing so many different things. And it's not like, okay, well, obviously she just trained her whole life to become a painter. There's so yeah. much more to it. Yeah. Well, and as a, for instance, with that series you had that was inspired by your father and your grandfather. Yeah, the Who were aeronautical series. engineers, yes. right? Uh-huh. Right. And that, what was it called again? That, that's the Aerial series. Right, and I just love those. Yeah, so I think, um, I don't know. I never went one day and said, hey, I'm going to be an artist. It just it just was always. I got in trouble for drawing on the side of the house with different dirt <laughs> rocks that I'd found outside. So I've just always had a um, way where I, I just create because that's how I experience the world. That's just how I process. You just started and didn't stop. Exactly. See, a lot so, of people stop, so. So I didn't stop because that's kind of how I understand the world. Like, the world is 
creating things to me. That's if you if you live with me, you would see that I never stop creating. They're present the world is presenting things, and you are reflecting that. Back yeah, I'm just like a different. conduit processing it through. So um, when I was about 25 or 26 or so, I did have like what I call a normal person job. Um, I was managing apartment communities at that time. I didn't like it. Of course, I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is creating. So um, I kind of took the jump off the cliff, like they say, and just dove into, I decided just, I was going to be an artist. Where? This was in Savannah. Right. So in Savannah, um, you know, I'm 30, so about 10 years ago. Now, I was making art prior to that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't saying, hey, this is my profession now. This is now. what I must do. This is do. what I'm going to do yes. for m- the rest of my life, my living. Did you have any formal training in art, though? No, I have no formal oh my training. Oh, I can't even believe it. Um, I did have a lot of inspirations, though. I mean, I have my grandmother. She was quite an artist and a musician. Not trained, you know, self-trained as well. Um, my mom was really into cross-stitching and different things. <laughs> Louis. Our special guest just <laughs> entered the studio here. And so... Um, so just being around things, and, I, and I'm so passionate about art, and I'm like an encyclopedia. I just want to learn. I just am so obsessed with anything that I can learn, any techniques I can learn. So I've just Let's learned around. Yes, I am a sponge, you know, of, of <laughs> anything creative or artistic. I'm really super into it. And you've it. tried so many different mediums. And I have. Lately, you focused on the crocheting. And the- yeah, the crochet is my first love. I started doing that when I was probably six years old. So I started making little lace pieces and things like that. With um, So crochet and fiber art, working with string, that's really, I'm like a spider. That's This my, was in California? Uh, yes, that was in Southern California. Right. When did you arrive in Savannah? I moved here in the early 90s. I want to say like 94, okay. 93, 94. Okay. I was a teenager at that time. Just getting the timeline down. That's yeah, I'm yeah. So I actually moved to South Carolina first and then to Georgia, but in this area. So yeah. I've been in the low country area for quite a while. It's so convenient that it's low country. We can it just is. Say, we can know, just say this is the area. This is it. So um, you said that you kind of started making art. You thought I'm. You maybe had a bit of an epiphany at around 25, where you're thinking yeah. art is something you need to do. Well, I had a daughter at this time, and I was wanting to stay home with her and not have to work 60 hours a week. You know, I still work. Um, I still manage businesses now, but I'm able right. to do that from home or. And they're also artistic, creative ones. So um, I have an art collective I manage. So that's something, you know, I just wanted to change my life so I could stay home with my child more and kind of just and be creative. be creative and go on an adventure and just learn, like learn about myself, learn about the world around me just by creating things. That's how I learn things. So That's what life's about. Yeah. So now she works 90 hours a week. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Yes, I know. I, I really don't stop work, but I like what I'm doing. It's not. I it doesn't feel it. like work. <laughs> That's right. So, Lewis, why don't you slide on in here, yeah, and we'll kind of get you on the mic here. So, so we've got a special guest here today. Thank all you. our listeners out there, Lewis Clossy, he's the one of the hosts of that old Savannah Magic, which actually mm. runs right after this show. And we were telling Lewis that we were having Becca on the show coming up here, and he was so excited because the two of you are doing some musical projects together. Yeah, we've been discussing doing some different sound and music projects. Well, he was so excited to have you that he wanted to come in early. <laughs> I had to come down and say hello and see my uh, my most favorite artist on the planet. I had to <laughs> be sure that I got to say hey and well, just be in the studio with support. I really want to sit quietly and let her 
uh, be the focus because she certainly should be. So do we. And uh, so <coughs> thanks for having me. I just wanted to say hey. We can oh, talk thanks. We're well, always so glad to don't, see you. Thanks, Lewis. Don't, don't, don't. We, we, uh, we, uh, we appreciate that willingness there, but if questions come up while we're talking, Lewis, you're you're a pro, so I mean, don't feel, yeah. don't be afraid Between to ask. Between the two, them. we have the otherworldliness and the thisworldliness. So, right. so let's talk about some of this, some of your work here specifically. And I, before we get into the crochet stuff, which I think it blows my mind, and I don't have any context for it. So for yeah. me, it's it's so foreign because it's not something that I understand. Let's talk about some of the the painting works that you do because you've got a couple of series that I that I think are very interesting that. When David and I walked into your studio to do the field note on the 1500 hearts for the ACOU project, that I was kind of blown away that you had all of these paintings lining the walls. Some yes. of them painted on records and some of them more in a traditional sort of style. And those, of course, are the Ariel series, which are more of a traditional style, and then the Planet series, which are on the record. So talk a little bit about those projects. All right, so these projects came about when um, I was experimenting with paint. I decided to, what I do from time to time when I crochet, I injure my wrists and I have to give them a break. Oh. And of course I can't stop making art. I'm so I never that. thought about that. That's so of then, course you would injure you. So then you I do a lot. I do. So, so I switched to painting for a while just to kind of not do that repetitive motion. Right. Um, and so I love color and I love playing with color and you can see that sometimes in a lot of my work. Mm -hmm. So playing with the different paints and I got um, the golden acrylic, the high flow, it's mm, like water. One of my faves. So and I and I like to dye fi fabrics. So I kind of use this fabric dyeing idea, but using paint and then on a canvas and so doing really pours. liquid, really liquid, very paint. liquid and pouring it. And I'm experimenting with the medium, and I'm finding that I can create um, what look like aerial activity. Like if you're in a plane looking down at the Earth, or from space yeah, looking down. Yeah, if you ever down. see satellite images of yeah. the Earth. Yeah. So and and I'm always inspired by that because I'm super space nerd. Uh, sure. My dad was an aeronautical engineer. My grandfather is as well. So I grew up riding my bikes through hangars, seeing all these different That's things, flying in planes. Well, it you know. shows you the physical quality of the world at that it moment. It does. And you get a little slice, and from a view you don't see, of course, but to see it in such a bigger spectrum of you are looking down at the Sahara. I loved it. We would go up in a, in a tiny plane. My daughter's name is Piper, by the way, which is after oh, an airplane. That's, uh, that's so um, fits. we would go up in, into an airplane and look down. And I don't know if you've ever been on a small four-seater airplane. Yes. You can feel everything. It's not like, it's like a Nissan Sentra driving <laughs> through the sky <laughs> with the windows cracked. I've been on two seaters, <laughs> so yeah, I know. So, and I was never afraid and I was always, and it's really funny because I'm afraid of heights now. Like a, not of flying, but of being on like a. Well, pie. it's a different thing it's because different you're sitting thing, yeah. down and you feel a little more stable. A good friend of mine, Chuck Watson, uh, who's you might know him better as Enki Research in town for the for our listeners out there. He is he's a pilot and he flies all the time and he is also afraid of heights. Like yeah. when he's on a structure, yeah. But in a plane, it's no issue. Yeah, yeah, planes I'm not have no problem with. So, but just looking down at the aerials, and I also grew up in Southern California in the desert, so it has some pretty vast stark contrast when yeah. it comes to looking down you have the the mountains of the valley which are snow and um and then you have the desert down in the valley so you have these very vast contrasts so i started kind of creating these um some from memory some from like a dream almost um 
well, the dreamscape I mean, time. Waves just, piling on yeah, the shore. From like above. I would build I would make storms, you know, I would take silver right. um and, and different colors and create these like storm systems on top of this already earth and I just really had a I really had such a fun time looking at the earth over a canvas. Feeling like and, a goddess. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, let me put, there's a storm here and here, you know, and just being able to create that. So that was a really interesting, and I've I learned a lot about myself and things that I have kind of forgotten that I remembered that I enjoyed. I enjoyed being well, in the plane when I was a kid. And, and for those of you who want to kind of take a look at this, because I think you really need to see what, what Becca's talking about, you can check out. I put up a couple images right before the show began up on the Art on the Air Facebook page, but also Becca Cook Art, she's put up a lot of these works and you can kind of see, you can get a feel for what she's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and the Planet series is a similar uh, concept, uh, aerial type view, but of a planet. So I kind of just went, I went this far out. And then so I went you this took far it a out. little yeah, further. So I flew out into the universe a little farther and... Well, isn't that planets. what goddesses do? So you I are think, still yeah. in this. You were still in so. this goddess thing, mode, right? <laughs> I was, I, but I, and, and it was so compulsive. So I've made in that series with the paint, um, with the planets, and the aerial series. I created in two weeks over ninety paintings. You mentioned that to us when wow. we saw you for the for the ACLU project, and I wonder. I wanted to ask you: Is that an important part of your process? Sort of the repetition, the the. I mean, it's not like you're just doing a thing. You do a lot of things. Yeah, I do. And a lot of my work, I do that way. I think it's just because of um, I'm, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's obviously I'm a manic person, you know, so I constantly have to be creating or using my hands. If I don't know if I could stop, my brain might would maybe my head would fly off. I mean, I don't really know. There have to have have been moments where you stop, <laughs> though. I mean, you have to have. Yeah, we have moments where I do stop, but but even if I stop, it's coming in. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, like even if it's not it going out, there's stuff coming in. So well, it all it all comes in and out. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the obsessive nature of some of your work. <laughs> Most notably, the Chains Project. But we're at our mid-show break, so I'm going to go ahead and play a, a quick a couple of announcements. And we will be right back on Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Our in-studio guest today is Becca Cook. And we're excited to talk about some pretty major projects when we get back on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. Welcome back into the studio on Art on the Air here. We've got Becca Cook here in the studio, and we're going to continue to talk about her projects, and I really want to start to get into some of the textile work, because that's one of the reasons why something that really stood out to us, a project that you've got going on right now, your Unwanted Hands project. But first, let's talk about the Change project that you did in 2015, because I think that that kind of, well, puts you on the map to a lot of people here in town. That was a really yeah. big project. So talk about that some. All right, so this project, um, is, I, I was talking to AJ at Sulphur Studio at the Wormhole, where I conduct a lot of my business, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so but I was talking, I had just watched this documentary about the prison system, and it just it weighed on me a lot. I, I like to watch documentaries and do that to myself. I don't know. Uh, so I like to make was, myself miserable. Yeah, and Fantastic yeah, so, Planet, too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, correctly. I love that movie. So, But it just weighed on me, and I was talking to him about 
the number. I've always had this very big fascination with numbers and amounts of things. You know how when you're a kid in school, how many jelly beans are in this jar mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. get to win. So these kind of things have always fascinated me um, to have a visualization of an actual number. Because I think we're thrown numbers at a lot in news stories. This many people died. This many people this. Yeah. Where you, know, we sort you of kind of get desensitized. Numb. Yeah, right. We don't really understand the amount of people and you know, two or that they two, are people. Yeah, but that's a lot of people behind the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So I talked to AJ. I was like, I would love to do a visual representation of the number of people in our system. Um, I don't want to put my uh, personal opinion on it. I just want to present a fact, though, and see mm -hmm. and let people see it. So really well done. Um, yeah. So I did this. So he was like, Yes, do it for Voting Block, which was a political. Um, art show, collective art show that they were doing. So I got to live in the front room of Sulphur Studio with the window. The place that's the on-view residency space now. It is, right. yeah. So And it's right next to the wormhole where I conducted so it. So it's just, you just had to go right next door. <laughs> so I just went right next door. I if lived the window in this wasn't there, you could just reach your hand <laughs> out. I could. Okay. So, but I lived in the space for three days um, on with a YouTube channel going continuously so you could watch me. And I just imprisoned myself in the space while I created these and I had created some of the chains beforehand because I honestly couldn't create that many in three days so it took six months to actually get that I amount. was wondering yeah because yeah. how many 2.2 2. 2. 2. yeah yeah 2.2 million, million people yeah <laughs> That's so I had to like so I had to measure how many yards a, a skein of yarn was or, or read it on the package and then use my hook and do a a small amount. I had to kind of do a lot of math to figure out how many of these skeins of yarn with this gauge hook do I need to make this many. And it was quite a lot. And I had a lot of people donate yarn, so that was awesome. Completely foreign experience to most people, I imagine so. Because who would who would take the time to do that? To measure yeah. out the yarn and figure out what even type of needle. I mean, I'm lost. Well, that's actually a normal thing if you're a, a needle worker. That's what I mean. I'm, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a different not medium. a normal yeah. thing for everybody. So. And, and tell me, what was the response to that project? Um, I got a lot of response for that project. Um, I, I was written up. What is uh, Savannah Art Informer right. did a piece? Um, I think Bobby Perry really. Mm really enjoyed that piece and y'all talked about her before so right yeah. and actually um, bobby's Perry, perry's birthday would be tomorrow so oh, it's nice that we give yeah, her so a happy oh. birthday so. yeah so so she really enjoyed that and and got to be really good friends with me i think because of that piece just different people i think um before that i was selling stuff at craft booths more and i just kind of wanted to challenge myself with doing a piece in a gallery and i always like building installations even in my own house my house looks like an installation. <laughs> now I'm curious. When are the gallery hours on your <laughs> yeah, house? Yeah, exactly. My house, my house could have gallery hours, you know. Now it so should be. It should. It could have like a horror-themed show going through it too. So. That's fine. Um, but so, yeah, creating environments I always enjoyed, sensory environments. I created like an entire uh, universe in my ceiling once, and it was made with cotton and lights and all kind of. Oh, this is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Well, let's talk about another of your fiber projects that I'm I'm really curious about. And I've been following your photos that you've been putting up on social media of your freeform fibers project. And yeah. and a lot of, you know, for those of you who don't know, 
we've posted up again a few of these up on social media on the Art on the Air Facebook page. One of the promos we did this week was of Becca wearing one of these. But tell the people what this is all about because I love them and I don't understand. Okay, so freeform, <laughs> so freeform crochet, there's different ways that you can do needlework. You can go buy a pattern or go find a pattern and recreate and follow like, instructions yeah, like yeah follow color inside the lines you know yep. freeform is when you take um any kind of fiber i use various fiber techniques in freeform i could talk about those extensively we'll but we that. won't do that now <laughs> we'll just leave it at needlework which is pretty vast area of medium but um so i just create what i feel so if i have this and a lot of the things that i feel are nature and some kind of nature almost representation they're they're movable. If you look at my freeform pieces, it looks like they might even move on their own, like right. coral Definitely. reef. Definitely, yeah. Or like this kind of motion. Um, or hanging moss or yeah, like, like that mossy, kind of stuff. I yeah. see that like very much. But you let so, those like evolve by themselves they as do. they go along. Because you have the craft down. That Yes, I do. I've been doing needlework since I was six or so. So, so it's easier for you to, uh, to put yeah. it in that respect than you let it. And I'm not afraid itself. of failing. I have a graveyard of things. God bless your child. <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't turn out. You know, I've worked hours and hours on something. And then, you know, Joe will come home. What, what was that piece that you have? It's, uh, it's in the it trash was, can outside, you know, like. It was it a testament to. So it's, but it's experimenting. It's also, I'm. I think it comes from the engineering brains in my family. I mm. love mathematics, so a lot of it is um, like high, is like geometry, or uh, a lot of it is math, mathematical structures, hyperbolic structures. Of course, that I'm I mean, creating. That's, geometry was the fun math. Yeah. So doing that. So, uh, but yeah, just doing something freeform. And a lot of times when I start these pieces, I don't even know what I'm making. They like turn it. I don't know if it's going to be a sweater, a hat, a piece to hang on the wall. I have no. You let idea. It let I just it let it happen, and when something starts forming itself, then I can kind of figure out halfway or a quarter of the way through. Okay, now this is going to be this type of piece. I fully understand. I'm making a pair of pants right now that look like a coral reef, and I'm calling them Pantlantis. Oh, I saw, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that on social media. That's really <laughs> so, great. That's my next. For those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Becca Cook on Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia. 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Before we get into the next another project I want to talk to you about, you mentioned that you have all these failed projects and you've got this graveyard. Oh, yeah. And I, I will say that when you said that, like, I could feel my insides tighten up and, like, yeah. feel a little bit uncomfortable because <laughs> I am not good at failing when it comes to my... Really? I mean, it, it will stick with me. You're really good at failing, go. Rob. It's just you're I not, just good, not at good at accepting it. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Sometimes, sometimes I pick through my graveyard and recycle things, though, occasionally. There's a graveyard in the back of my car. There's a graveyard at my studio and then one at my house. Well, I just so hope I this three. isn't taken out of context later. <laughs> see, yeah, see, like, I would yeah, be haunted really. by these graveyards. <laughs> I mean, that's in, you know, it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, it's, it's, I mean, how do you kind of just, you just let it go? Like, how do you, any, any thoughts that's on how that I might? Would, I think if you understood how much art I actually create, uh, it's really just kind of a daily thing. It's, it's like washing the, the dishes. It's in the wake. It's, it's gone. Like yesterday, I created three art pieces just yesterday. Like, I'm, it's really obsessive. It's really something else. But 
Um, wow. Well, I, I, well, I was, was wondering why you are building this goes. pyramid in the studio while we're talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. I'm crocheting right now. You just, <laughs> that's right. You're spinning quite a yarn, you are. Right. Oh, nice. Okay. That's what Lewis is here for. He'll be here all afternoon. <laughs> Literally. So, I, guess, I guess I just don't fear fail. Because like, if I don't fail at these things, then I don't learn. Like, I learn so much when I fail when i screw something up that's when i learn the most like of course. oh yeah that's may that turns I, out that way may i conjecture that that may be from an engineering standpoint that, i think it is yeah you know it's more of a linear okay that didn't work let's move on yeah and just set it aside and you don't have to get all wrapped up in it because exactly. you want to make progress you don't want to dwell on what happened yeah because it happened and it was fine and you learn mm, that's very healthy yeah I don't, Try have, it. I don't have that healthiness. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, we're, we'll be having seminars later this week. Yeah. So one of the, obviously we've been a, a piece that you've recently done is really kind of made an impact on a lot of people, and that's the unwanted hands piece and project that you've been working on. Again, you can go to the Art on the Air Facebook page, see some images of that. You can see some images, many images of this project in progress on Becca's website, BeccaCookArt.com. But why don't you tell everybody what this project's about? All right. So this project is a, um, a crochet project in collaboration with some photography. I have an amazing photography for um, Shelly Smith that took these photos. Um, without her artistic and photographic eye, these images wouldn't exist. So I credit her to you with this piece. Now, what I created was, it's a white nightgown, and it's got crocheted red hands on them. So it's pretty powerful color image, red, uh, powerful color, kind of like pain or, uh, like if you see the no smoking sign, it's always red, like, you know, oh, some, you know mm -hmm. stop signs are red. So, uh, so I crocheted these, these hands using traditional women's predominantly a woman's art form is crochet or needlework and this is a piece about how i felt um how i feel as a woman i guess in today's society so using this traditional art for, form to speak about something current all right so uh, i created these pieces and i actually wore them on this nightgown and i stood in front of buildings where i um had been assaulted in and Shelly took the photos and I wrote the stories about them. And the reason that these kind of came up is the past two years, this uh, piece has been bubbling. Brewing. It's, you know, with a uh, different Harvey Weinstein, Cosby, the yeah. Me Too movement, the Time's Up, you know, it's on the news, it's in social media. And when you read people's stories or you read about this, you start remembering, it triggers memories. So there was some of these instances that happened to me that I hadn't even thought about since right I mean, or mm. what their implications were at the Never. time suddenly it had different implications so now it's like I turn the news off or I turn the computer off but now there's all these things you know going yeah. on and um, one of these particular things happened when I was 17. I never even told anybody about it. Right. Never thought about it again since I was 17. So now I'm re-examining these things that happened when I was younger as a 36 year old woman. So now I have different thinking. Of course. Right? Different perspective. From Different, me, yeah. From I understand things. I understand predatory behavior up. now. I understand, yeah. So um, essentially this piece, I wish I could say I made it to empower women, Every, but it was really a healing piece for me. It was right. really... It's very personal, I could tell. It was very much um, like you have these things that come up, bubble up to the surface. What do you do with them? You know, we all know we can't bury them again. 
No, so you, but you've got to face you gotta them. you got to face them. And so I pulled, I, I made art about it. That's how I. Well, that's how you cope. Cope with emotions. That's how we so. actually, all of us here do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we exactly. understand that. So, so kind of reexamining these things that happened to me at a younger age, um, but with my 36-year-old brain now. Yeah. So being Hindsight. able to being able to almost talking, Overview, I yeah, say. like talking to my seventeen-year-old self, right? Now being like, it's not your fault, you right. know. Um, now we have the piece here in the studio, and we we'll do. put the pictures up yeah. later, and uh, with you with it, and it, it's like you you described. It was red hands on a white surface, uh, on a female form with us. Now some of the pictures that you had for this, though, the photographs. That's me wearing were, it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just curious that. I was wondering about the geography of that, just as a minor thing, but it, I just was curious. Yeah, so. Because you had to go to several. Locations. You had to make several trips to One do out this. of state, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One out of state, and thank so God. So it took a while so sh- to put all we, that together like that. Well, the four photos, we actually have two more coming out later. Um, I kind of took a step back because doing four, that's pretty, that's a lot to process. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking yeah. a little mental break right now before we uh, attack the other ones, but. Um, yeah, we had to go to South Carolina for a couple of these photos. One's in front of a doctor's office. One's in front of my neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Um, my old neighbor's house, not current. But, um, right. you know, just different finding these but buildings. But that had so much more of the impact. It was, really in, it was really intense, the amount of emotional range I felt that day when we did those. I, 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 I felt I empowered. Imagine, really. I felt terrified. I felt right. like a little girl terrified when I was standing in front of my neighbor's house. All this again. You can standing see it in the pictures. There. Yeah. You can see it you in my face. You actually physically in the environment where this happened. Yes. And seeing and yeah, that again and not that. seeing, and, not, and I haven't seen these buildings in yeah. 15 years or more, you know, so going back That's to this. That's what amazed me the most. Yeah. It seemed a really brave thing to do. And, and I f- it was scary, and I'm glad that I did it, because that's how I had to heal. I had to right. do that. Like It's almost like it was something I, I have to do this to be okay. you know. To, and, and I think it's impacted quite a few people, because I've had a lot of women message me, and men, you know, people that were victims of sexual assault. You know, well, it helps them I, to focus like, yeah. on healing themselves. And I, I wouldn't have had the inspiration for this project if I didn't hear somebody else's yeah. stories. So it just kind of has this effect, and I think a, a lot of people are feeling this effect right now. Well, um, like, well I'm obviously not the only one. Yeah, one thing, I can't pretend to understand what it's like to go through those situations that you went through, but one of the things that, it, why it impacted me so strongly is that there's, politics have gotten wrapped up into so much of this and it has sort of minimized so many of these stories and what i love about this work is that it's completely non-political it's mm-hmm. it's telling your story in a very vulnerable and straightforward way and you cannot mess it up by assigning some sort of political like entwining it with any of that and so to me it's like it's so much more powerful than you know, somebody almost making like a public accusation to someone. And it's like, it just feels like very, like there's no agenda except for that you want to make this work. Exactly. It's it's about my experience. I didn't, I didn't talk about who these people were. Some of these people, I don't even know who they were. You know, I don't remember their names, but I didn't say the addresses or anything. Yeah. It's basically, this is my experience. This is what I experienced. Presented as a personal experience. And and it's, I hope that it presents conversation, you know, and the same thing with the chains piece I did, I didn't put a political 
bent on that either. I just yeah, exactly. presented I, because to me, I, I don't like the thought of being a political artist yeah. necessarily, but I like to create conversations. Um, and I think conversations are more important well, you than, can't help than anything. Well, you can help but have that attached to it sometimes, especially because, like Rob says, this is a politically charged uh, topic. It is. In the it last is. few years, because more, more and more people are coming forward and saying this is BS, we're not going to do this anymore, yeah. we're not going to put up with it, and calling out the tormentors or whatever you want to yeah. call them. Or you see that on the news constantly, and then you make a piece like this to deal with the traumas yeah. that it uncovers. But I think a lot of know. people are able to see your piece and, uh, you know, focus on it in a way that it helps them bring out their own yeah. memories and what they have to, if they want, if they want to deal with those in their own way. Uh, and a lot of women and, and men and trans, I want to be clear, sexual assault victims. Uh, um, yeah. A lot a of people spectrum. can't, they can't talk about it. They can't talk about it, you know, so um, they might face repercussions from talking about it. Um, they might face... Or they feel societally, uh, you know, stunted and not wanting yeah, to talk. Yeah, emotionally they guys, might not be able... I'm thinking a lot of them. Or there's yeah. women, too, who just feel like they shouldn't speak up. Yeah. Because it's um, just not done. But that's changing. It's not, yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. So I don't, I don't put this piece out and say everybody should do this because I really no. don't know because this, this is the hardest piece I think I've ever done, honestly, on an emotional scale. It feels it. Yeah. Like, um, so. If you see it, and we will put those up. Yeah, we've put up a couple it. of images yeah. of the, of the Unwanted Hands project. You can also go, again, to BeccaCookArt.com and see a lot of those images. And um, it's, a, it's a really powerful piece and I'm looking well I don't know it's weird to say I'm looking forward to seeing the other <laughs> two but I think that I'm glad that you're continuing it and you're going to see it through because yeah it's um because I think it is having I, I think it's having a positive impact yeah. yeah goes right along with the no bullying as well in a respect which seems to have been a start of all that that grew into oh, the yeah, political yeah. form as well but no bullying and that is certainly like an element of bullying and harassment yeah. Um, for those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Art on the Air on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. Our guest in studio today is Becca Cook, and we're going to do a sharp turn here because we gotta we got to move into our, our end of the interview question and answer. And David's looking uh -oh. at his, he's looking at his kalimba, uh -oh. he's trying to get some thinking <laughs> he's music. He's brought going. musical instruments into this. See, I got a Here feeling, like, I don't mean to interrupt, can, can we, can we, ex let's extend this a little bit longer, if we may, we'll, we'll play it over into the next we'll hour. Into the next show, is Yeah, okay into the next host? show, heck yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to make that happen, because uh, on that note of what you talked about, the power of uh, her, of Becca's experience, and upon seeing the photos, uh, Especially when she pointed out, yeah, that very uncomfortable look of emotion on my face was so authentic that I'm still shaking somewhat. It, it comes with a lot of power. Uh, but on, on, on another note, she has uh, uh, amazing amounts of coincidences, uh, quite a, <laughs> a 
uh, her point of origin. I don't know if you've talked about that the last time that she was on the show, but uh, I, you know, I don't know if you're going to ask. Let's do as it. Well. What is this? What is this? I, what is I, I, I want. I want to ask. I'm, I'm wondering. Okay, I, I can't I wanna, wait. Well, the, and it was <laughs> funny because it was outside of the wormhole. Funny enough. That yes. The, that the conversation yes. came up, but uh, I'm very interested in uh, letting people, uh, you letting people know pretty much what inspired you to create art, who, and when it was, and how that process happened. Oh, I do, and I do, have, your, I do have a story. And, uh, yes. Okay, so yes. give, it, give us a story. I have an okay. inspiration story. So um, We don't have a two-hour show, Lewis. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> <laughs> Today you do. So in, in Southern California, I didn't, I, I very much have not taken, I think my last art class was middle school. Yeah. So... Now, I've learned art from other people, but actually in a classroom You're setting. always learning. Exactly. We, we know this. So, yeah. so in elementary school, I had um, an art teacher, and he, he, I made a sculpture. We were doing sculpture with ceramic clay or whatever, and people were making their little snake bowls, you know? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, I made mm -hmm. a head where you could take the top of the head off and take the brain out. I was a really weird kid. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? What? Middle school? No, this is elementary school. Even better. You so know, this I mean, might be changing the whole notion of you were saying you had these graveyards all over the place. Yeah. We were am, thinking I'm it was something metaphorically. I am a little macabre. I am. A little, okay. I, I have a haunted house. So, um, Escape Savannah is a haunted mansion house. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I make this sculptural bust. And it kind of looks cartoonish. It reminds me of The Simpsons for some reason. Now I think about it, but you could take the top Is of the, it the head blue off. Hair? Oh. No, it's just the way it's shaped, I guess. Uh, you take the head off, and you could take the brain out, and then you put the brain back in, and put the head back on. So I want that. Well, he is. I don't know where it's at, but for many no, years, I mean it, for myself. No, it okay. sat in the cabinet in the art room. You know, the the special kids cabinet, like y'all. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, if you got in the cabinet, you're big time. You're big time. Right. Yeah. Right, your focus. So, um, and he also inspired me to draw. There was a groomer, a dog groomer, that wanted an ad drawn by a kid. So he inspired us all to do that, and I won the contest for that. So, so you had some aptitude so had, even when you were very young. Yeah. So, so I run into this person years later. I'm in my 20s now. I'm, I fly back to California to visit my family, and I there's this place. I can't remember the name of it, but you can cook your steak on a grill. You go pick out your steak and. It's a really I'm going to guess place. Bonanza but, yeah, or maybe. Ponderosa. So I'm at this something. restaurant. It's like a restaurant bar. You can cook a steak okay. and drink a beer. These are my favorite things. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're in there, and I run into this teacher, and I'm looking Lucky. at him, and I'm like, I know that person. He doesn't, but I can't place him. It takes a while. I finally figure it out. So I go up to him, and I said, hey, my name's Becca, and I used to be your student, I don't know, this many years ago, you know, um, I said, I made the head with the brain. He goes, oh, yeah, I remember the head with the brain. He's like, I still I have He's like, I still have the head with the brain. It's still in the cabinet. Like, At so the school. Yeah. yeah. Or when, when he had retired, it was. So oh. who knows who has it now. Right. Oh, that's so funny. But it w was in there for a long time. So, And I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm full-time artist now. Like, that's what I do. How much time we got? We're, we're basically out of time, but let's ask okay. a couple of quick quick yeah. other questions. So so based on that story, I, I have to ask you, and we, one of the questions we often ask, what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Uh, one of the best pieces of advice. Well, one of the words I can't say because it's on the list yes. of eight words, so I'm going to say <laughs> the F word and it. 
That's, I don't know, maybe that. Okay, screw it. Yeah. Okay. Every now and then just let it go. Just, yeah. yeah. Just well, keep that's going. a good advice, it, it too. Happens. Keep dog paddling. You've yeah. already answered. I mean, I, one of the questions is usually if there's any medium you haven't tried yet, is there anything that you'd like to try? There is, actually. There's a lot of mediums I'd like to try. I'll bet. Oh, my gosh. I want to try them all. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know. That's why I thought, why am I even asking this? I want to do them all. No, I, I really think it would be fun to work with, um, like, resin. I've been watching all these people working with resin. That's kind of my new, like, I'm kind of interested in doing something crazy with resin and sculptural stuff i don't know i could see that for sure I'll talk to you after that david's got some plans in mind got you got any other questions in David? Well, there's, David also, in our there's well, also some music and sound things that i'm interested in working well it's on. a whole different there's, yeah there's a whole yeah, uh, yeah. i like can we just say everything the, you're using yeah just yeah. say everything and leave it at that yeah i think visual <laughs> and sound stuff is really um, intriguing we already asked the advice and uh, i don't have a list with me so i'm trying to remember Becca's listened to our show before, so she's going to know the answer to my question, but okay. we're going to ask we'll it anyway. We'll so so we're getting pretty late here. So why don't we we'll conclude with the question we ask every person. And and Becca, I, I really like you, and I really want us to be on the same wavelength here. So I'm hoping <laughs> that you will answer. And I have okay, something special today for this particular question that our, our surprise guest, Lewis, was kind enough to bring me a couple weeks back. What was your favorite candy growing up? My favorite candy growing up is actually black licorice bears. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. But that's be, one of my favorite things was. The correct answer oh. is Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Well, that's close. <laughs> in the licorice family, it's in the licorice we'll family. It, it is. is. It's, like it's right up there with wax lips. Oh, oh, I yeah, like wax lips, wax too. <laughs> yeah. That was a great too. answer. I couldn't even know. that you do. <laughs> No, Black well, are pretty good too. Yeah, well, I don't know. Black licorice is disgusting, but I still appreciate you coming on the show. You're Isn't great. Isn't that guest. if they can't get coal for Christmas, they give black licorice? Maybe that's instead? maybe maybe there's a story there. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I got black licorice a lot. <laughs> well, maybe we'll maybe unravel that story the next time maybe. we have you on the air. Yeah. Because we would love to have you back again sometime, yes, Becca. Yes, thank you so much for having me. We're going to be Anytime. following your work again. You can check out BeccaCookArt.com to see everything that she's up to, including the the couple of more pieces that she has coming out for her Unwanted Hands project that she's been working on. Becca Cook, thank you so much for being on Art yes, on the Air. thank you. Thank you. That and that's all the time that we've got here today on Art on the Air. Thanks to Becca Cook for stopping in. Thanks to Clay Hodges and his co-collaborators. Thanks to Louis Clossy, host of That Old Savannah Magic. Coming up next, our guest next week is going to be Nicholas Silberg, who will be beginning a very interesting project called Dearest Savannah at Sulphur Studios next week as part of their OnView residency program. Plus, we're going to be playing a field note with Susan Laney from the Elaine Mays exhibit at SCADMOA. Tune in next week from 3 to 4 p.m. to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. That's been Art on the Air. Catch you next week, people. See you all, guys. Thanks for listening.